I'd say fuck. Oh, you stopped singing as soon as I pressed record. I think our, <laughs> our episodes have been beginning with a song lately. It's a... It's true. You do often spring recordings I don't consent to on me. I, I think there's a, a standing... <laughs> Standing consent. Yes, whenever we speak to each other, I'm under the assumption that it's being recorded for a podcast. Uh, you're nothing but content to me. <laughs> hey, I'm nothing but content. Oh. Well, Isn't that, that interesting? There, now that I have that in uh, in writing. Millennials are so interested in being content, but they aren't interested in being content. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, you're a millennial. I'm Gen Z. Uh, of but... course, famously. I'm a late millennial. I'm um, early speaking Gen of Z. The I'm practically generational Gen divide. That's not true. <laughs> also, that would make you late Gen Z. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you gonna go see the the big movie? Taylor Swift. Well, let's save it for the pod in right. the future. Yeah, I was gonna say. You know, I'm going. <laughs> we're going to see that together. Oh, the spoiler! <laughs> As a tease for a future episode. A tease, yeah. Just you wait. The there's a big movie coming up this weekend. Uh, it starts the K Killers. Yep, the Killer by uh, Yep Fincher. the Killers. Uh, no, no, actually, that's interesting though. I hadn't really thought about that. The um, two movies by major auteur directors that both start with the word killer. Yeah, I'm not going to get to see it this weekend, unfortunately, but I will be going to see it next week. I'm sure you'll be seated. Are you? daunted at all by the runtime have we talked about movie runtimes before um not really is it i do like i was looking for some scorsese movies to fill in my catalog this week Mm -hmm. and i was scrolling through them all and it was like three hours 245 three and a half three hours he's got some shorties and i was well i know he does because i watched the color of money that was the one i chose Mm, great movie great movie movie. i really liked it yeah good sports movie i knew when we do the updated sports movie oscars we'll throw paul newman in there paul newman yeah best sporting actor um but or would you campaign him in lead he won the oscar for best lead actor for that movie so yeah you know it's a classic speak hey speaking of fraudulent categories at the oscars oh (laughs) Over the previous weekend, the previous weekend, I watched True Grit. The, with Jeff Bridges and Haley Steinfeld? Mm-hmm. Haley Steinfeld, nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Mm. She is in every scene of that movie, <laughs> and is the point of view character. I'm glad we're hitting this while it's hot. Well, I, it's just annoying. <laughs> the, but the thing is... I, I get why they did it, because if you look... We can talk about this. Let's quickly talk about the uh, the Os- 2010 Oscar race. Okay. Because if you look at the nominees, then you can understand, because she probably should have won. For support. Uh, for support. She she could definitely have won in supporting. I don't think she would have won in actress. Uh, so the best supporting, Melissa Leo wins for the fighter. I think most people now understand that that is a bad performance i've only seen the wrestler i don't know what the mm. fighter which one's the fighter the fighter is mark Wahlberg and christian bale oh boxer. yeah christian bale i'm the like one who's fighting here 45 pounds for the role or something yes he was very skinny famously right, right, right. he won best supporting actor now of that course. i think about it um amy adams also nominated for the same movie one of her 44 academy award nominations mm-hmm. 
Helena Bonham Carter in The King's Speech. Not a very memorable performance. No, but obviously the best picture of the year. That goes without saying. Of course, it was the best picture. Um, and then Jackie Weaver for Animal Kingdom, which I've never seen. I'm, I, nope. that's, a, that's a nice nomination. I like that nomination, but haven't seen the film. And then Haley Steinfeld. Seems but then, winnable. Seems winnable. But then an actress, it's Natalie Portman wins for Black Swan. Oh, and uh, Benning, like that's a tough one right there. Yeah, that, I don't think you're knocking that one off. No. Annette Benning and the Kids Are Alright, Nicole Kidman in Rabbit Hole, Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone, her breakout mm-hmm. role. Breakout. I'm kind of talking like Donald Trump right now. <laughs> um, and then Michelle Williams in Blue Valentine. What glamour? <laughs> that wasn't a good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with a bad impression, I this is all the cold open. Yeah, speaking of a bad impression. It's time. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Play the theme song. What a theme song it was. <laughs> Chris, what were we talking about? Oh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Run time. Yes. Run time. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I- throw, throw an intermission in there. Honestly, I know my generation can't sit, but three and a half well, hours is a long to, movie. They used to have intermissions throw a five for minute intermission in less there. long than that. Three Let and a half hours. Let me refill my popcorn. Um, You'll make more money. I'll go buy more stuff. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Refill your drink. The toilets will get used more. Yeah. Uh, you want to break those in? Um, <laughs> you want to make sure your pipes are nice and flowing. Exactly. You don't want them exactly. to sit unused for three and a half hours. But yes, I will be seeing it, of course. Um, but I have this theory that I just quickly want to present to you. Okay. That, like, the worst length that a movie can be is, like, 130 minutes. Too t- interesting. What makes you say that? Like if you're, so here's my theory: Sh- the best movie is a short movie. Yeah, because it's it's the classic. I've seen, I've seen this phrase come up. Ninety is perfect. Ninety is probably the best movie length ever. Uh, followed closely by a hundred. Those are the those are the perfect movie lengths. Yeah. It's the classic. I've heard this line come up quite a bit lately. If I'd had more time, I would have written a shorter letter. Oh. Or. To use another famous quote, brevity is the soul of wit. That it is. That it is. So, I'm. I think a short movie, if you, you know, if you pack it in just right, then that that can be the best movie. The second best kind of movie is three hours. Plus. Okay. Because it's like if you're gonna go long, yeah. Then like stretch out. Like, yeah. get it. We're all not doing anything. There. Yeah. Let's get it all in. But then. Two like over two hours, between two and two and a half. It's like, especially two ten. That's just really because two twenty. You're like, okay, this is just like a baby three hour movie. Yeah. But two ten, you're like, oh. To me, the worst one is like two forty five, two fifty. Because then it's like it's oh. I'm not getting a three hour three. epic. Mm. I I don't feel like I've had made some achievement by watching a three hour mm. movie. You're robbing me of that. But that's just like a 245 is like you clearly didn't have enough there for three, but like you probably could get it down to 210, 220 if you're at 245. What about Blade Runner 2049? Do you like that movie? I haven't seen either Blade Runner. Ooh. I mean, 
Here's another cinema hot take. You're listening to High Floor Low Ceiling. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is a serious podcast. Um, hot takes are good, though. We're going to have lots original of hot takes Blade Runner. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's a tease for the episode. Yeah. I think Blade Runner OG is a little overrated. So you think that the sequel that came decades later is much better than the beloved original? I'd say so, yeah. And yet when you I said it? that about Top Gun, you <laughs> jumped on my ass. I I did not... I'm sorry, the first did, Top Gun is bad. It's a bad movie. <laughs> okay, that, see, that's what you said that I jumped on. I did, I did not slam... Uh, the second one's phenomenal. The yeah, first one is great when no one's talking. It's also great. Um, Worst great, sex great. scene I've ever seen. <laughs> okay the sex scene in top gun isn't good enough for you it's off-putting it's actively off-putting um speaking of things hey, that are actively off-putting i'd rather be off-putting <laughs> Hello. Uh, speaking of things that are actively off-putting chris you are off-put by the four teams remaining in the Major League Baseball playoffs. That's Someone get segue. me a potty award for best host or something. <laughs> best segue? Yeah. Uh, I would actually give that to Paul Blart. Um, Boo. <laughs> Boo. That was so good. You can't pun on segue. I just think that the Diamondbacks, they feel cooked. Yeah, they're done. I don't think that's happening. Um, and so it's just like, who's left? It's the Astros, the Rangers, and the Phillies. Yeah, the people's champ, the filthy Philadelphia Phillies. How can I you not love so. these guys? I guess so. Uh, here's what I really feel about the Phillies, I think, is they had their chance, and they blew it. Last year? Yeah. Yeah. They had their chance. I mean, Phillies-Rangers, I do want the Rangers to never win the World Series. That does bring me joy. But I do think Phillies-Rangers would have guys to root for in that World yeah. Series. I don't know. But cheering for the Phillies. I feel, like it, I feel like it's just been a. Did you know that? Uh, guess how many. How many series have gone to the limit so far? In this the playoffs? maximum number of games in this playoffs. Do you want me to think about it or do you want me to just guess based on vibes? Just guess, just guess based on vibes. I think it's zero. It is zero. Yeah. Yeah, it's not been the like Phillies Braves was really the only thing that was like a good series so far. Yeah, that was like there was and that was really just Twins like there was one really terrible. good game. Yeah. Um you just named the two series other than the ongoing LCS that the Astros just sweeps one last night. <laughs> yes, the two that were not sleeps. Um did you say sleeps cuz that would apply too. Hey. Um I did not, I don't think, but well, I mean, Rangers the... raid. I guess that was mostly just like a clobbering. Yeah, that was. And Diamondbacks Dodgers was fun as well, but the Dodgers didn't really hit anything. So no, was that a sweep? Yeah. Damn. It's all sweeps all the Did way. Did you down. see the Magic Johnson tweet? That I. How are you not over <laughs> this? Is my question. This Magic tweet? It's still funny. In general, it's still fun. It still gets me. I don't know. I because it's like he's not. He, I think he's probably aware of the bit, but it's not like he's trying to do the bit. You can tell this is just who he is. I think he's trying to do the bit. You think he has think the, he, the awareness to do the bit? I think that someone has told him... People like some, it. Yeah. At some point that it's like, this is your thing. 
You have a ton. He has 5.2 million Twitter followers. Yeah, he's one Does, of like the five greatest basketball players of all time. Sure. I mean, like Kareem must have a Twitter, right? Kareem, I think, does, but doesn't use it very much. 2.1 million. A little older. He delivered his thoughts on uh, the Israel conflict, apparently. Yeah, probably on Substack. I I'm a little behind on Kareem's Substack. Whoa. This is a heavy, heavy article on Kareem's Substack. But I bet. He, I, he, he's not shy. I encourage you to enjoy yourself. <laughs> wow. This is a crazy... He, he's got some crazy stuff in here. He So he opens with Kareem's daily quote. Yep. And then he has, like, a bunch of stuff. Like, he's he just written on a all, bunch like, of stuff. He comments on news articles of the day. Yeah, he's talking about the news of the day. He's talking about Israel. He's talking about Elon Musk. He's talking about lots of stuff. And then, like... So, like, it's, like, a lot of heavy topics. Yep. After the daily quote, of course. And then... Kareem's video break. Yeah, every day he gives you a video break, a video he likes, something cute, something fun. Need a good laugh? You'll want to replay this a few times. It's just um, talking to your grandpa. But your grandpa's like I super guess, smart uh, and interesting and like has is an incredible writer. He follows that with Kareem's media gripes. Yep. Oh, the Daily Beast's sexist and nasty obituary for Margot Kidder. Um and then jazz drummer Allison Miller plays Rivers in Our Veins. Is that his, like, the last thing? He does a song mm-hmm. every Kareem's day? Kareem's Last Laugh. <laughs> oh, that was, usually it's a song, I think. It is a song. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was pitching a second. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, a remarkable video that pays no, homage to America's rivers through jazz, tap dancing, and video projections. Fascinating stuff. He's an interesting guy. I feel like we're not really hurting for content, but really we're just spreading our net this episode. Yeah, yeah, we've got lots to talk about. Uh, uh, do you have any feelings about the MLB playoffs? I'm. I think I'm cheering for the Phillies. I got. I'm got to see my dad tonight. I literally have to like sit him down and tell him I'm sorry, but I'm gonna cheer for the Philadelphia Phillies because he hates the Phillies as a '90s Blue Jays fan. It's I was gonna say, over. Um, but I don't have that bias, and I love Bryce Harper. So you must hate the Braves then a lot. Yeah, I think he, when it was Phillies Braves, he would prefer that a meteorite hit the stadium than either of those right. two teams win a series. Sure, sure. Uh, but we all hate the Braves. I mean, love the players on the Braves. I like the Braves, but oh, it's, the, it's time the chant. It's mostly the this chant. Is the... Sh- sure. I was listening to um, the uh, the pause cast, and apparently one of the Atlanta radio announcers got really mad about Philly's like throat chopping gesture that the Phillies do <laughs> to celebrate stuff. And they said, I think it was Mike Sure that said, uh, maybe if you're an Atlanta Braves related person, don't bring up offensive gestures. <laughs> that might not be. Movements. Yeah, that might not be where you have the moral high ground. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but yeah. Uh, I guess I'm rooting for the Astros again. I just think it's funny. You're you're so you're so pro Astros. I think it's funny when they win. (laughs) I I like they've got a good lineup. Yeah, they're not as good as last year, but no the 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 Blue Jays Rangers rivalry is mostly dead, and I do like a lot of guys. Like I like Seager and Semyon, and I like Josh Young. Yeah, that's I think that is in terms of individual. I agree with you. Philly has like the vibe. They've all got beer. Like they, they feel like a hockey team, basically. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. 
um, which is a great vibe. But I do feel like if you're looking like down the lineup, that the Rangers are probably the most likable group. Like, we love Semyon. We do. We love Max Scherzer. Who does? Um, <laughs> I feel okay about Max that Scherzer. Probably psychopath. <laughs> Bleep that out. Yeah. No, that's way too. This is live to tape. Remember, this is coming oh, out later yeah. today. I'm basically going to turn so, this around immediately. Oh, something we didn't have in our uh, intangibles here, but the uh, WNBA season. Yes, wrapped just wrapped up, up last, last night. night. Courtney Vandersloot. <laughs> <laughs> she was she extremely was clutched down the stretch, but like that is one of the crazier like game winning per- attempts. <laughs> like clutch playoff performer. Good three-point shooter. Good good three-point shooter. Good look. Really good yeah. look. Like, better than you would ever hope for with, like, one second left. Yeah. Like, Huge brick. Enormous brick. Almost. Imagine if, <laughs> imagine if Ray Allen... <laughs> when he In the, the famous shot, moment. He just where totally <laughs> missed the bet. Goes into, like, the third row. I mean, I want to give the benefit of the doubt to Courtney Vandersloot because the pass did go directly to, I think it was John Quill Jones, beneath the hoop, who laid it in just after the buzzer. So it's like she's one of the greatest assists. He goes, a, a sisters of all time. Maybe that was what she had in mind. But, I mean, great defense by the Aces to uh, get the yeah, ball out man. of Stewie's hands. and Really gutsy win, I would say. But, I mean, like, if you're at the Liberty, you're happy with that shot. Like... Do you think that um, here's a pitch for you? They should change the point guard the point guard position in the WNBA only to a sister. Because because I just said it, and also it's a sister. Mm-hmm. I like it. Do it immediately. <laughs> so it's my pitch of the day. Here's my pitch: skip the season next year. Just have these two teams play like a best of forty nine or something. Sure. We should bring back best of nines. Also, it should be, it should be be the finals should really be should be best of seven. Like, what are we doing? It's like, can they not handle a a best of seven (laughs) because they're women? Like, is that the thing? Is why is it only a best of five? I know it's very strange. Also, while we're at it, tennis also play the same length. Just don't play best of fives in tennis. All tennis should be a best of three. Best of five is too long. Oh. Yeah, I think it should be shorter. Yeah, I think they should shorten the men's at, at the major tournaments, not lengthen the women. Okay. Um, but yeah, I accept your uh, recommendations, and we will be putting those in. Good. Oh, I didn't realize you were you were so <laughs> influential across multiple sports. Uh, you know, let's just say once they see my video breaks, it's gonna make their body shake. What's a video break? Like Kareem's video break, man. Oh, right. We just <laughs> talked about it. It's not like that was the f- a phrase that we really harped on. <laughs> I I harped on it in my mind. You were harping away. Uh, you have here that you want to tease next week's episode? I think we should. We've got a big high floor That's ceiling true. Hall of Famer coming on the pod. A long-awaited return. Absolutely a Hall of Famer. And also, Great. we haven't really discussed the Blue Jays yet. It's true. We haven't really gone into the whole, like, the off-season of it all. And so, we'll just say up front, Mitch Bannon's coming on next week. <gasps> you wow. Ha- you know, you want to talk about great seasons? 
Mitch Bannon. Mitch Bannon had a great Mitch season. Bannon had some he was, viral, viral tweets. He was all over the place with the Blue Jays. Like, yeah. just a, a terrific year for him. He's just an insider uh, now. It's crazy. I know. He's He is truly just, like, one of the guys. It, just, it is as Just if a guy on the beat. Yeah. It is as if we were getting, like, Ken Rosenthal just popping on the pod. Yeah, we're getting an actual baseball reporter on the pod. Yeah. Who else happens a to be a good friend? Guy. Good friend. He seems like a good person. Yes. Um, well, <laughs> that's true. We don't know. <laughs> you he never know with these celebrity okay. types. Mm-hmm. So true. Um, but I was... We can talk about this more on the podcast next week, but I'm thinking about instituting some kind of rule to prevent us from talking about uh, Jose Brios getting pulled in the game in the playoff game, and just anything to do with Ross Atkins. Because I'm <laughs> but tired I have, of that guy. I have takes on both of those things that are... Oh, you do? Yeah. But like, but they're both sort of pro. I think the Brios decision kind of worked. They only allowed two runs. And I think Ross Atkins yeah, is kind of good at his job. <laughs> but we'll do that next week. The thing about... Well, let's talk about it now, just because, <laughs> since we're here. But we have so much to I talk about wanna, this week. It's true. But I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it next week with Mitch. I, I was sort of said this at the time, but it's like, people are like, oh, this is the kind of move where... If it works out, you look like a genius. And if it doesn't work out, then you look like an idiot. But the thing is, it's if it works out, you don't look like a genius. If it works out, it looks like nothing. Yes. Because the benefit that you get, which I, I agree with you, I think that they did reap this benefit. I think their mistake was putting in Kikuchi specifically. Yeah, sure. Um, or Yenis Cabrera. Yeah. Um, but I think that they're... Like, what you, what you don't see the effect of, like... Now we have a right-handed pitcher. Like now we have Jimmy Garcia gets to go up against a right-handed batter. You don't. Yeah. That's not a tangible thing that you can point to and be like, "Well, this turned out well." You can only see the direct impacts, which will be negative. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I don't think I would have done it in the moment if I was if I got body swapped with John Schneider. I would have left Brios in, but I'm just like, you only allowed two runs. You should have won the game. Like that's not it's why true. they lost is was that pitching that's, change. Those I think those are the two most salient points is like even if it's a defensible decision, it was still stupid to take out that guy having that game. Yeah, especially considering you gave him like a seven year contract. You want this guy. Like this is what you got I him like for to he, pull him in the fourth oh, inning. Kind of, I mean, like, that truly is probably, like, the best a Blue Jays pitcher looked in the season. Um, yeah, which is saying something, because the Blue Jays pitchers had a great season, but he was mm-hmm. just dealing. And it's against yeah. his old team and everything, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. we can't we can't get into this. We can't get into it. But then the other thing uh, is something that I've now forgotten, so we don't need to worry about that. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Ross Atkins? You want to do him? <laughs> I have no feelings about Ross Atkins. I think he's annoying and like kind of slimy. That does. Those are my main takeaways from him. <laughs> um, all right, but yes, we will we will go into detail next week with high floor low ceiling Hall of Famer, Sports Illustrated reporter, Blue Jays insider, man on the beat, Mitchell Bannon, the one and only. Um, Petit Banan. And we're excited. We're excited. Have we ever pitched? Should I pitch that as a nickname next week? Petit Banan. Like Petit Danon yogurt. 
that that is a reference that has gone over my head i'm afraid is this a london exclusive yogurt company (laughs) it's petite danon i think well you know danon the yogurt company (laughs) i assume they make other products what what color is their packaging uh, let me see. Danon yogurt. I'm searching for Danon yogurt. It's blue. It says Danon. Uh, I'm being informed it's 100% natural. Oh, I think I know that one. It's not. Oh, and they also they make Activia. Ah, interesting. And we all know Activia. We have so much to talk about today. <laughs> you don't want to talk about yogurt? But anyways, their their kids' brand is called Petite Danon, or was at one time. And so I'm pitching Petite Banan. But he, he seems tall. Is he tall? Uh, he may not have the energy of someone who's tall, but he might be tall. Might be. I think he has the energy. That's what I'm saying. Wow. But I think it's better to call we'll a tall him, we'll person We'll get him to stand Banan up on the call next a, week. That, that will be a great segment. <laughs> Griffin... <laughs> Chris, <laughs> we've intangibled our way to absolutely nothing. Yeah, we really just banged our head against the wall, as Ryan K once said. Uh, but we have a couple of segments here. We're actually going to talk about some sports this week. I, yeah. I wanted to get all the fun out. Uh, yeah, now it's serious business. Yeah, now it's serious business because we have... I didn't come up with... A, I should have come up with a segment name because I have a great segment name to premiere in the second block. Yeah, you're going to have to explain that one to me. <laughs> But uh, this is just called NBA Bold Predictions. Yeah, we famously do not do hot takes, but we're going to break that rule. We're going to put the no hot takes rule in the freezer. Let's get a little spicy, Chris. (laughs) The NBA season starts on Tuesday. It's Thursday when you're listening to this. I know it is. I know you didn't wait to listen to this. come on. Maybe if it's a Friday morning, you get the pass. Mm -mm. You're going to be late on who won Thursday Night Football. Quickly, you gonna? It's uh, Jacksonville's winning. <laughs> Do you know who's playing? Jacksonville and someone else. It's Jacksonville and New Orleans. I'm impressed that you knew one of the teams. I have uh, Trevor Lawrence as my fantasy quarterback, uh, and I've benched him and then, this week. Well, he's questionable now. Nathan Rourke has a. Uh... He's gotten the call. Congratulations to Big Natty R. Absolutely. And then, do you have picks for the uh, two playoff games? Tonight, both, uh, both the MLB series are playing. Astros and Diamondbacks. Okay. And the Leafs are playing. Chris, do you have a pick for the Leafs game? The Leafs are playing. They're playing the Panthers. Revenge. That seems like a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And um, my Avalanche are playing the Blackhawks. That should be an easy win. Also, uh, can we talk about the NHL schedule? I'm going to list off for you the amount of games per night. In the NHL for this week. I know. Two. I know. 12. 2. 15. 2. 1. 16. Why do you do it like this? Especially and why do for fantasy players. <laughs> Especially for fantasy players. It's very annoying for us. Fantasy and why, why have it so it's like Thursday, the night when there's two MLB playoff games, there's an NFL game, stuff's going on. We're going to throw it on there. I guess both teams are playing Friday as well. But, like, I feel like Friday is just such, like, an open night in the yeah. sports world. I guess they just think their their people are going out. 
Yeah, and I mean Saturday's the big night, obviously. That Saturday but... slate is gonna kill me. Yeah, are you working fifteen <laughs> NHL games on the Saturday? Uh, not only am I working fifteen NHL games on the Saturday, I'm working it with probably approximately two other people. Let's uh, maybe more like one and a half. <laughs> maybe more like one, and it's Don Yang. Wow. So, the strength of ten men, but. <laughs> Uh, shout out to friend of the show, Don Yang. Um, but yeah, NHL schedule sucks. Get your act together. But we're doing NBA. Yes, of course. Perfect segue into the NBA bold predictions. Yes. Um, so we just tossed in a few of... Uh... <laughs> okay, I see one that's absolutely crazy here. <laughs> I'm going to start there. That's one of mine. One of my bold predictions. Keep in mind, these are <laughs> bold predictions. These are hot takes. Sure. These are hot takes. Mine mine are not quite this hot. Victor Wimbanyama Griffin... Obviously, what, the most hyped rookie since LeBron James, in my humble opinion. Wow. That's a bold um, limb for you to go out on. You think that this season he will average 25 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, and 3 blocks. I have seen the light, Chris. I have seen the preseason highlight packages and I'm fully convinced this kid is going to be a star from day one. Obviously, these numbers are bold predictions. Uh, he might be more at, like, 20 points. and But it's just, like, who – how could he not? Like, he's got the vision. He's got the eight-foot wingspan. I, he pokes balls out. He blocks balls. I think he's a literal, like we always talk about Rudy Gobert, a top-10 defense in a single person. Um, I just think – I. I have seen what I've seen with on the tape with the eye test, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. what, like, what can this kid not do? I think he's going to be a superstar from day one. I'm in love. Absolutely. And just offhand, the last time someone averaged three steals per game for a season was, I'm going to say Chris Paul in 2008. It was of course Alvin Robertson in 1990, 1991. <laughs> Griffin, good try. Okay, maybe I'm it's- sure Victor. 25, <laughs> 12, 5, 3, and 2. <laughs> Put blocks for steals. That's interesting. 5, 2, and 3. <laughs> well, it's been done. How you know, many? Slick Watts did it in 1976. 25, 12, 5, 3, and 3? <laughs> no, I, I don't believe anyone has ever averaged <laughs> three steals and three blocks in the same season. That's fair. Well, this is someone. This is someone we've never seen before. This is a, a player sure. archetype who has never before existed. Um, and his frame, he's a natural pickpocket. The the limbs are long. He's going to be knocking passes away all day. Sure. Um, okay. How if he hits three out of these five? Since there's five numbers there, that counts as a win for me. Sure. If he if he gets to sixty percent of my prediction. I think. I think 25... Okay, here's my rankings of how likely each one of those are. I think 12 rebounds is the most likely. Then 25 points. Then 3 blocks. Then 5 assists. Then 3 steals. That sounds about right. I think there's... Well, I don't know. Maybe he could get to 5 assists. I don't know. I think think 3 steals is probably where I draw the line. Okay. All right, well, there we're, we're starting it out with a bold take, Chris. Let's do one of yours here. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the number two seed in the Eastern Conference. That is certainly bold. 
do you know Griffin who well like do you know who I would I'm putting in the number one in that position I would assume it's Milwaukee Boston Celtics so you are not a Milwaukee Bucks believer or a Philadelphia 76ers believer well I have no idea what the Philadelphia 76ers are going to offer us um the Milwaukee Bucks I have you seen them in preseason Griffin no I don't watch preseason in anything it's a point of pride (laughs) I absolutely agree with you, but I have been Except hearing Victor things. <laughs> absolutely, but I have been hearing things about uh, the play of one Damian Lillard so over the far. hill. He might be washed up, Griffin. Wow! Did the Raptors dodge a bullet? <laughs> I mean, yes, unequivocally. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. it seems like you, you he... don't see the meshing, the bashing. I think that I think that it'll take time. And I think that they are a team, they're a championship team, they have a lot of champions on their team, they have a lot of older players on their team. So even though I feel like, you know, you usually get a a boost from a an arriving player, uh, Damian Lillard, I will tell you, Griffin, during their preseason game on Tuesday, 2 of 11 from the field. Yikes. 0 of 5 from 3, 5 points in 25 minutes. Not what you want. No. So I think that they'll I would take, not take that. I think they'll take it easy. I think they'll be in the fifty to fifty-five win range, and then I think the Celtics. So they're hungry. They're talented. They can push for sixty. And so then, you think the real takeaway here is that you think the Cleveland Cavaliers are winning more than fifty-five games? Well, that's that was basically that was originally what I was going to put, and then I was like, could they be the one seed? And I still think the Celtic, but they could no. You know what? Here, I'll revise my take. Oh man, the Cleveland Cavaliers will be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. That is bold. I I love the Cavs. I love the roster. I think they're still being underrated. They really disappointed me in the playoffs last year. Obviously, with that first round bounce, but they had the best defense in basketball. They have a young group. They had a disappointing playoff exit last year so did milwaukee to be fair um they have a lot of talent and then also they have a lot of healthfulness like Mm. they have their guys are pretty much guaranteed like they all played high 60s minimum yeah whereas you're talking minutes per game (laughs) yeah exactly um milwaukee guys are going to be injured celtics obviously they have huge depth questions we've uh i think we've talked about this or at least you know anyone who looks at their roster has parsed that um they're gonna be maybe trying to give minutes to like delano banton which the raptors discovered quite quickly was not a good <laughs> idea um they've got Svi mikhailik as well which the raptors uh Hey, figured out was well, not a good idea. We were big on this. We, that one time we went to a Raptors game together, which we should do this year if you hey, are a millionaire. Um, we, <laughs> we were big on the V train. Remember he stole that inbounds pass? Yeah, that was his thing for a little bit. <laughs> what a niche thing to have. It really was, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, speaking of the Celtics, Chris, mm-hmm. their lack of depth, but you still have faith in them. You think they'll be fighting with the Cavs for that one seed. That bodes well for one of my... Hot takes here. I think Kristaps Porzingis is going to make an all-NBA team. 
See, this is fascinating. Please well, continue. It's obviously hard as a big. There's a lot of very good bigs, but I think this is a fantastic match between him and the Celtics. And he was really, really good in Washington last year. Obviously, it went mm-hmm. under the radar, but he scored 23 points with eight rebounds, uh, three assists, one steal, and one and a half blocks per game. Which kind of is a poor man's Victor Yeah, Wembenyama. exactly. Not quite the <laughs> level that Victor Wembanyama is going to hit this year. He also shot... Uh, 38.5% from three. I think that he, in a pick and roll with the Jalens, is, or the Jays, they're not putting him Jalen. Um, I just think he's really going to mesh well there. I, I was cutting for plays of the month. He had a big pick and roll preseason dunk, mm. uh, which, I mean, is a guaranteed indicator of success. And I just think, like, with defenses <laughs> focusing on Tatum and Brown, he's just going to be free to pick and pop and block a couple shots a game and get the rebounds. Like, I just really think it's going to be a good fit for him in Boston. Here is my take of some description. Um, I I think that maybe, like, All-Star, I would be more inclined to be like, okay, I can definitely see that. Well, that would be NBA, bold enough. That's pretty bold. He hasn't been an all-star since, what, 2017, 2018? That's his one all-star appearance? Yes. Um, I just don't know if the usage is going to be there is really what I'm feeling. That's the problem, yeah. Like, you think he's going to be over 20 points per game? You think they're going to have three 20-point-per-game scorers? Well, they might have to. They have no depth. I suppose so, but I feel like they're going to shore things up, kind of. Um, It's crazy to, like, like... Jalen Brown and Kristaps Porzingis are like pretty soon they'll be like ten seasons in the league. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Jalen Brown, twenty six points per game last year. Speaking of seasons that went under the radar, um, I know everyone is kind of dumping on Jalen Brown these days, but terrific season from him. Uh, and then thirty points a game from Jason Tatum. Like the shots and the points, they start to kind of get crunched a little. When you have two players who are going to eat up, let's say, minimum 50 points a game. Yeah. Well, it's a bold prediction, Chris. You may have soured <laughs> me on it a little, but uh, I I think I think he could sneak into the uh, third team. I like All-Star as a bold prediction. Okay. Um, let's link up these two here. Uh, I wrote... That Carl Anthony Towns trade rumors will start to bubble up, and you had the Timberwolves missing the plan. Yeah, so these are kind of linked ideas, certainly. I think so. Um, Timberwolves are four zero in the preseason so far. Sure, make <laughs> of that what you will, and I will make a lot. But we're kind of on the same wavelength here. They were a five hundred team last year. They were obviously not as good as they could have been. They struggled to adjust to the Gobert thing. They played better when one of Gobert or Towns was out. They struggled with health. Towns missed a lot of games. There are a lot of reasons to see them being better, but for some reason it just feels like I think the main it's only going to go downhill for them. Is that, like, literally... Five teams in the West have to miss the play-in. And yeah. there are, I think, 14 teams in the West out of 15 who are at least trying to make the play-in. Like, I think Portland is the only one 
where you could say, okay, I really can't see them making the play. But honestly, even Portland might be a little better than we think. Like, there's no team on this list where it's like, okay, they're definitely not. I can see I think, no scenario in which they, like, everything goes right for them and they make the play in. I think Portland and San Antonio are cross offs. But what about um, if Victor Wembanyama averages 25, 12, 5, 3, and 3? I think they would still be like a 32 win team. <laughs> he so they've got some good young pieces. So can they, Vassal. <laughs> you saying all their names wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's my bit. Um, Wembanyama? <laughs> that's good. But yeah, I like I agree. Like I like their pieces. I like Vassell. I like Keldon Johnson. Obviously, yeah. Wembenyama's gonna be good. Like, but it's like they don't have a point guard. <laughs> they were the worst defense in the league last year. I know you have a uh, top ten defense. turning them around in that department, but they were also the second worst offense in the league last year. Like, I don't think that. Okay, well, they do have Reggie Bullock as well. But I don't think that they have a turn. They don't have a play-in level turnaround. In no, them. that that seems possible. Okay, but that's still only two out of five, right? And then I, I, see, I would I say Utah seems point. unlikely, but not impossible. Unlikely. Houston yeah, unlikely, but not probably... impossible. Yeah, I if have anything, a, this might a... be the sort of the year where Houston has to sort of take a step. That's the thing is, I have a friend, more of an acquaintance, who is a Houston <laughs> sure fan who feels confident that. Houston will be a top eight seed. Interesting. Um, to which I say, I mean, they do have World Cup hero Dylan Brooks. Look at the Raptors last year. Is what I have to say to that. Yeah, and they had Pascal Siakam and Fred VanVleet. Um, I well, think so. The, does Houston? Alperen Sengun, you think is? No, Pascal I just meant they have, they have Fred VanVleet. Um, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. they both have Fred VanVleet. But one team had Pascal Siakam, and the other team has yeah, Jalen Green. And yeah, I'm a big Jabari Smith fan. Um, I was a big fan of him conceptually. I didn't really <laughs> see it in his game last season. I, you know, have hopes for him, obviously. But it's just uh, like... What about Amen Thompson? Do you have any thoughts there? Uh, I think the draft dropped off after the top three. Okay. Um, but all this to say... There's, yes, I, I see what you're saying. There will yeah. be a, a pitched battle, and you're going to have teams like, you know, in the same way that you had Dallas not making the play-in last year. Exactly. That's my had. thought, is who's going to be the Dallas this year? Because, like, the Pelicans will want to make it. They could. I could see them missing, depending on Zion's yeah. health. But the yeah. Thunder are going to be better. The Lakers aren't going to be a play-in team again. And then it's like Warriors, Are Clippers, Suns, sure? Kings, Grizzlies, Nuggets. They were good after they made their moves. I agree. Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, they might be a playing team again just on the merit of, like, the West is stacked. Clippers, I could see dropping into the play-in. Yeah. But, Along again, with the Warriors. they had injuries as well. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's certainly a dogfight out there. I'll yeah. say that much. Like, there are going to be two teams in the West who missed the play-in when they would have probably been a top six seed in the East. Yeah. Um, and all this to say, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, I think that, and I think that it won't be him requesting a trade because I feel like that ship, surely that would have happened by now if it were to happen. But maybe if you like give him a full season of playing with Gobert, if they're not winning, 
then maybe you could see him want to get out, maybe? But he seems like a, a Damian Lillard-esque loyal to a fault. Yeah. Uh, Chris, we're going long on time, so I'm going to need you mm-hmm. to choose one more here that you want. Mine's going to be uh, Bradley Beal averages more points than Kevin Durant. I think that that like he's going to come in on the Suns. He's going to hit a lot of threes and just sort of. I think he will come more, in on the Suns as well. <laughs> bit more of a, a chucker, maybe. I think that he'll he'll have space. He'll have sure. room to operate, and I think that he he's just the type to you'll look and you'll be like, oh. Beal's averaging 28 and Durant's averaging 24? That's crazy. Yes. And you can see a situation where Durant, I think he would be happy if he were able to take a step back. Yeah, I think he's fine if Booker and Beal carried the scoring load. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think really the point you're hitting on is it'll be interesting to see how they distribute their shots. Yeah. um, Between those three guys in particular. Um, and Shemezi Metu, of course. Of course, yeah, he's going to be the meta world piece of that <laughs> Metu world piece. They have a they they have a sneaky, not that terrible bench. The Suns. Mm-hmm. They, they I don't know who day. their fourth and fifth starters are, but they have like, I guess Okogi will probably start, but yeah. he's good. They they picked up Grayson Allen. They have yep. Nasir Little, like just just little guys who are like they still have hmm. Terrence Ross. Did they keep him? They do not have Terrence Ross, Ugh. unfortunately. I believe Terrence Ross is a free agent, which I was oh surprised by. Oh my god, by. scoop him up. Rapids. I would sooner sign Terrence Ross than Eric Gordon. Yeah, me too. I think he will be, hey, future Celtic. Terrence Ross? I could definitely mm-hmm. see that. All right, Chris, I one that, take. I think that's the kind of uh, player they'll be going for on the buyout market. Yeah. Um, one take, 30 I seconds. Have, well, I'm just going to quickly say that I had the Heat finishing 500 or worse of course just to stay did. on brand. Um, and then my other one that I think is pretty hot is the Pacers. I think they will make a jump this year. I really like their roster. I thought they sort of have been doing everything right. They were pretty good last year. They were terrible on defense. That was the main thing that was sort of holding them back. And this year, I think, like, they have a – it's the kind of – we like to talk about uh, teams that can sort of, they don't need a new thing. They can just grow internally and produce something. They do have Bruce Brown. That was like their big uh, offseason signing, who I think will definitely bring some things to the table. But I think that just on the virtue of Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, Andrew Nemhard, they have Obi Toppin now, if that matters, um, that all those players just getting another year on their... Uh, on their resumes, I think that could be a difference maker for them. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Pacers as well. I agree with your hot take there. All right, we really need to take a break. The poor people out at home need a break. Uh, We're going to be back in a minute for maybe an abridged version of an NHL segment. (laughs) So we'll be back. Enjoy, rest, relax, recover. And we're back. What a break. Chris, I shaped your fantasy lineup. Uh, for I'm in love with the shape of you. That's just Push my opinion. Like a magnet, um, you ever watch the uh, thing where he breaks down how he wrote that song? No. Does he? Seems. I will say the vibe is he seems embarrassed by it. I can see it. He's. I think he's a better songwriter than that song would suggest. Yeah, because they really. He really talks about how it's like, I was done the album, and then the label was like can you throw a hit on there? And then we went back and wrote Shape of You, and, like, I originally wrote it for someone else. That's so funny um, that, like, he's like, 
like they can all be like, oh yeah, if I want to, I know how to write a hit. I just like would rather write something else. Like, sure, it's yeah. easy to just pump out a hit. Yeah, I mean, like you know, there's a certain type of sound that yeah. you can be reasonably, especially a if you're hit already big. Song. Yeah, hit type beat. Uh, Griffin, we talked some NBA. We talked some MLB up at the top. We gotta hit. I guess did we talk a little NFL? I don't think we did, but um, at any rate, <laughs> I'm sure it came up at some point. Well, here's your NFL talk. When you beat Evie's sister in fantasy this week, it's from wow. both of us. <laughs> no, That's the no, combined no, no. might of high floor, low ceiling. Oh, no, you wanted me to pick up the Giants defense, and I didn't do that, so that's mine. I eventually went back on that. <laughs> I thought about it a bit more. Okay, okay, okay. You win. You wanted to play with no defense. (laughs) (laughs) That was just an idea. That was just an idea. You're like, the teams Um, will score more if there's no defense. (laughs) (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? Um, Griffin, that was our NFL talk, and now we're moving on to NHL talk when I have a I have a great new segment, Griffin. Yes, yes, please explain this name to me. (laughs) I was I was cooking in the lab. (laughs) In my opinion. Happy Halloween, by the way. Um, yeah, next week after Mitch comes on, we'll do a Halloween special. <laughs> That's a great point. Um, I was cooking up in the lab, and I was like, we could do NHL real or fake early season edition. But what if, instead of talking about real or fake, we sort of talked about the sentiment surrounding all of these feelings and asked if they were an overreaction or if we liked the idea, and you know when you know sometimes you like an idea, an idea likes you back, sparks start to fly. So Griffin, not Taylor Swift, nice try. So this segment, Griffin, <laughs> is called overreaction or mutual attraction. Right. The mutual attraction. <laughs> I. So this I, is real or fake? Well, no. <laughs> if it's fake, it's an overreaction, no. and if it's real, it's mutual attraction. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's different. It's oh, legally it's distinct different. for right, starters. Yeah. We, we won't um, sue ourselves. It's because so, I really the name of the segment is overreaction or attraction, or is it an overreaction or are you attracted to the idea? Okay, but overreaction or attraction doesn't roll the off the tongue. Don't work. It's like, yeah, so you need overreaction or something attraction. And I was like, what's a term for attraction? Mutual attraction. Yeah, just the Overreaction same or mutual attraction. Beautiful. And that's how you name a segment. That really is what a peek behind the lab. That's like what watching Ed Sheeran talk about how he writes a song. So darn true, Griffin. And he was thinking about giving that song to Rudimental. But I'm keeping this segment for us. Good, good. You're not going to pawn it off to one of our our uh, other our less talented podcasts. podcasts. Absolutely not. Um, I'm just going to run through these, Griffin. We've I've been told that we have a highly truncated time schedule or time frame. We do. Um, Ottawa, Griffin, the Senators. The Senators. Shout out to uh, Artem Zub and Zubcast. Yeah, our good friends. Um, three and one. The good. Detroit Red Wings, three and one. Both teams. We've talked about these kinds of teams a lot. You can throw the Buffalo Sabers in there. We talked about them as the whether this was and this is this was a, this is their year year. Um. But they have not gotten off to a good start. 
But the Senators, the Red Wings, both 3-1, and one, Griffin, overreaction or mutual attraction, Ottawa and Detroit are both playoff teams. Uh, well, Chris, if we're talking about attraction, I'm, I'm sort of into this. I like the looks. I don't like the personality because Ottawa's a playoff team. Detroit is not. So I guess if since you're packaging them, I'm going to have to say overreaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ottawa is going to be a wildcard team, I think, this year. Uh, Detroit, maybe next year. Do you have any reason for that in nope. particular? <laughs> okay. Bad goaltending is part of it. Sure. I mean, you know. Well, Billy, who's I think they. I feel like they've both sort of had similar kinds of games up to this point. High-scoring games, like they've scored at least three goals in every game. They've scored at least five goals in their wins. This is Ottawa, and you know they they've been beating teams solidly, but yeah, it's a strange situation. I think I don't know. There's just so many teams. Is the thing. Um, and, you know, obviously this is very early in the season. There's not a ton we can take away from just, like, pure points alone. So, I mean, just on the basis of, like... So, let's just quickly run through. Who are the locks? Toronto? Toronto. Carolina? Carolina. The Rangers? Rangers, yeah, I would say, yep. The Lightning? Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, I wouldn't call a lock. The Lightning? The Devils? Devils, I would feel pretty good about. Uh, the Panthers. They're not starting so hot either. No, but they're probably still a lock. They're pro- They're lock adjacent, certainly. That's like six or seven. Yeah. There's some room there. Yeah, not much, but a little. Room for the Sens. There, it's like, you have the Islanders, you have, obviously, Buffalo competing with them. We didn't even mention the Bruins, I don't think. No, Buffalo could make some noise. They could, but it's 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 in it's in the possibility. I don't feel like there's a lot of like firm set in stone kind of playoff teams right now. Yeah, um, we gotta move faster. Next, we gotta move. <laughs> we gotta move faster. Griffin Edmonton is in big trouble. That's an overreaction. Starting one and two, obviously two straight losses to the Vancouver Canucks, who themselves are sort of looking to do something. Uh, and then the big win against Nashville, the sort of bounce-back win uh, where they looked like the Oilers and Jack Campbell saved, made 42 saves. Um, are you worried at all about the goaltending situation at all after how Jack Campbell looked on opening night? Uh, that is the worry for the Oilers, um, but I don't think Jack Campbell was very good last year. Stuart Skinner, no. maybe. But, no, they need a goalie, but I, I think they'll be just fine. They'll win a lot of games. They'll, uh, they'll be about as good as last year, probably. Yeah, where they were a borderline cup contender, so I think they'll yeah. be just okay. Speaking of goaltending, mm-hmm. Chris, trouble in paradise. Toronto, do the Maple Leafs need to trade for a goalie? Ilya Samsonov not looked great first couple of games. Now, just refresh my memory, Griffin. You, you were unhappy with Joseph Wall. Did I say... <laughs> On some kind of podcast where uh, there's a, a high floor and a low ceiling. Uh-huh. We're, sh- we're short for time here. That you should be worried about the Maple Leafs goaltending? Because they're not that consistent. And Joseph Wool is probably not a... Qual- and here's the thing, Griffin. You're right. It hasn't been Joseph Wool that has been the problem. But you know what you could do? <laughs> 
if you had a good backup, you could start that backup. <laughs> and maybe, maybe the backup wouldn't even be a backup. You know who was the backup for the Leafs last year? Ilya Samsonov. True. That was more of a tandem, I would say. More of a tandem, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, they need Matt Murray back first and foremost. Yeah. That's the oh, big they need Matt Murray back. Something fierce, Griffin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's not playing again, right? No, he's probably done. I think Samsonov to him. will shake it off. But I don't know. Hey. I, I think they might. No still tears need. If the defense is going to be this bad, they might need like a really good goalie because the defense no, Griffin, looks bad. They're good offensively. Wasn't there someone? On some kind of podcast? <laughs> I didn't disagree least, with you. Who said the Leafs' defense looked kind of weird and kind of shaky from a roster standpoint? I was I was in on this. I The defense is a weirdly constructed decor. John Klingberg putting up points. Is he? Three points in three games thus far. Great. Well, they lost to Chicago. Power play quarterback. But hey, you know what really matters? Ryan Reeves. You see him chirping Corey <laughs> well, Perry? Well, here's the thing. is I was just I did not see that, no. I was just reading about this. There was an athletic article sort of exploring this, and I sort of stole it to, uh, to talk about here. Griffin, overreaction or mutual attraction, the Maple Leafs have a Max Domi problem. In that um, he hasn't looked very good? In that he hasn't looked very good, and it's sort of... I think that's... I think he's a symptom more than he is a disease per se not to you know go say anything too harsh on Max Domi <laughs> who we love former knight um but the what what this article was talking about it was on the athletic i don't remember who wrote it unfortunately off offhand but you think about Max Domi he thrives in a position where he's with other skilled offensive players he's being asked right now to Play the wing with Fraser Minton and Callie Yarncroak. Yeah, stuff. It seems Fraser like Minton play has with not really. But that's not really working either. It seems. Yeah, um, but obviously you're not going to break up that big first line that's done pretty well over the first few games. Right, um, and then and so what? But then what do you do? And then you look at going down the roster. You have David Camp. Even David Camp can't get in the lineup. No, he's looked bad. And then you have Ryan Reeves. He's not going anywhere. He's not moving up in the pecking order. No, he's, he's moving. The fourth well, he's line-est. moving up to the press box. Shit. <laughs> he's the fourth linest fourth liner there ever was. Shout out Wayne Simmons. Um, Wayne Simmons was a lot better than Ryan Reeves, at least before he hurt his wrist. Let's not, <laughs> sure, let's sure, not sure. do that. I'm not. It wasn't a skill comparison, but more of a role comparison. Yes, yes. They're pretty locked into the fourth line. All this to say... So what are so you know if Max Domi hypothetically needs good offensive producers next to him, you're not plopping him down on the defensive fourth line with Ryan Reeves. No, this might so be a mutual attraction. The Leafs might have a bit of a Max Domi fit problem. Uh, In, guess... And sort of you know again symptomatic of a they don't have the center. Yeah, they need the third line center. Yeah, that's the. I wonder if Ryan O'Reilly is available. Not um, to Toronto, apparently. Did not want to come back. Just a couple of... I'll too, throw you a couple quick ones famous. here, Griffin. A couple of sort of uh, digging digging in the crates here. I yep. guess maybe not this first one, but... 
Elias Pettersson is an Art Ross candidate, Griffin. I think there's well, exactly six points. One Art Ross candidate in the sure. NHL. That's why I didn't. Um. That's why I <laughs> had to throw in candidate because it's like, well, he's, he's kind not of this one. I, I like him for a semi-notable a, guy. A top Let's three, say top five, top three. Sure, I'd go top three. Art Ross finish. I think that's a mutual attraction. He's a great player. Um, and they the sort of better be putting it together there. Get more expensive. So true. Um, and uh, then this is a this is a weird one, Griffin. I don't even know if you have any feelings about this, but Jesper Brat is an all star. I could not care less who is an NHL all star. <laughs> that matters to me zero percent. Uh, I what will I, not comment. I, on I, that. It might be Jesper actually. Jesper yeah, I think Brat. It is Jesper. Uh, he. I was just I was watching the Devils play the other night. I was watching him and Jack Hughes. They kind of have that. It's not. I'm not gonna say McDavid and Drysdale, <laughs> but they have they have a thing where it's like they can match each other's speed, and Jack Hughes is so good. Yeah, that no, he's a good player. Jesper Brat is gonna start. I think like just picking. I could see him come to Toronto. Chris, the NHL All Star Game is in Toronto this year. Should we try and get press credentials on behalf of High Floor Lucille? Quite frankly, yes. Let's try it. I'll apply. <laughs> Let's shoot our shot. You've done stuff. <laughs> um, Griffin, you have, a, you have a big ticket item here. Yep. Alex Ovechkin not breaking Wayne Gretzky's record. Obviously, zero goals so far He's this season. He's looked to start the year. I, to say the least. <laughs> um, I saw a fun little stat uh, the other night where I believe it was the first time in his career that he logged back-to-back games without a shot. Yeah, I saw that on the Sportsnet Instagram. Shout out to the it's great four shots on goal in three games. Yeah, that you're not going to break a goal record if you only shoot four times over three games. I totally agree with you. Washed, unfortunately, the Capitals are not going to rebuild until he breaks that goal record, which is bad for the team. But, like, don't you think he can just cobble together? So let's say what it, what it is is three more seasons, 25 goals a game. That's the number. He's old. Three more seasons is a long time. He's 38. 38, 39, 40. He's scoring 25 goals a game when he's 40 years old in the NHL. He's dragging his walker out to the top of the faceoff dot and just ripping one-timers until the sun goes down. Like... It's tough. He's he's close. Joe Joe Thornton scored 35 goals at 39. That's what I'll say. That's the Joe Thornton scored 35 goals? No, wait. Now, that can't on. be true. <laughs> Joe Thornton had 35 assists <laughs> at 39 years old. But Joe Thornton had 16 goals at 39 years and old. And Alex he's Ovechkin Joe Thornton. is a much better goal scorer. And than Alex Ovechkin is Alex Ovechkin. So, you know, you sort of translate. I mean, it's that. possible, but I'm just like, I don't know. I, I so see what you're saying. 25 goals this year to sort of stay I think on it's, that 25 goals. I think goal it's per an overreaction. I think probably. It, it would be he cool could easily for him to get break 30 that goals this year. He could, yeah. Make it easier next year. Yeah. I think it'll really come down to the wire. Yeah. As Haim once sang about. Um, Peter Fanny, when it came down to the wire. Precisely. Are you surprised I knew that one? Um, not surprised, but oh, pleased. Okay. Shout out Haim. Um, the Panthers are a wild card team, Griffin. You had this. This is, a, I assume, a negative rather than a positive. Yes. Yeah. The Panthers. <laughs> the goaltending is iffy. We'll see how they do against the Leafs tonight. Um, but I think that it's Toronto, Tampa, and then either Boston or Ottawa. I could both see them being better than Florida. 
Yeah, that's probably correct. But it's also like... They were... They had bad goaltending last year. True. And then all of a sudden they didn't. But were they not a wildcard team? They, I believe they were. They were a wildcard team. Interesting. Um, and last one here, Griffin... I assume you don't care about Ri- whether Ridley Grieg is the front runner for the Calder Trophy, Griffin. He's not the front runner for the Calder Trophy. <laughs> you don't think so? He's, I think there's he's, there's someone else. Here's my case. If you think, I'll quickly give it. If you think the Senators are going to be good, I which do. I think we think that they are, so he's going to have a much a, he's going to be playing for a team with a much better record. He's going to be playing in meaningful games in you know March and April. Yep. He is the center on a line with Vladimir Tarasenko. He is. He, in general, is going to just be on a, a, a team with that does not have, like, Corey Perry leading their team in points. True. And, you know, Are you targeting Bedard anyone is... specific with that? No. <laughs> Corey Perry, former knight. Um... Oh, <laughs> Can't escape it. <laughs> He's like a legend of the game. Um, you know, Connor Bedard is ostensibly on the line with Taylor Hall. Uh, don't think we've heard much from him this season, I will say. But I, let's, I think let's that check back in on this one in a month. It's the combination of successful team, true, good line mates, true. He'll, uh, I'm, he, I don't, I'm not saying he'll be talked about more, but in Connor McDavid weeks, and Sidney Crosby both did not win the Calder Trophy. In eight weeks, we might not really care what the Blackhawks are up to. Yeah. Even if he's averaging a point per game. And then all of a sudden, the old uh, Samus Aaron's greatest foe, Ridley, <laughs> might be starting to creep in. All right, but that wasn't even the one you wanted to close out on, Chris. What was the it one wasn't, you wanted no. to close out on? The one I wanted to start close out on is the one you chose. Oh. Saying that the Colorado Avalanche are winning the Stanley Cup. I know this would mean a lot to you as a huge and Avs fan. <laughs> you joke. No, you are. You I've been an, like the Avs. I've been a I've been a Colorado Avalanche fan almost as long as you've been alive. NHL ninety eight. <laughs> That's true. Well. Um No, yeah, yeah, they just they look I mean, Hot as hell I'm, to start the season. I'm mutually attracted to this. I'm mutually attracted to this, too. It was my take. I don't think it's... I mean, obviously, it's a bit of an overreaction to declare Stanley Cup champion three games into the season, but we all know the roster's stacked, and so far, so good. All they have to do yeah. is stay undefeated. Their... Landis Cog is... Uh, speaking of people who might be done, Landis Cog might be done. Like, it's going to miss the whole season, probably. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Pavel Francouz... Is still on injured reserve. He would be a really nice addition. But, you know, they have an incredible defensive core. They have two of the best offensive forwards in hockey. They have Jonathan Drewen for some reason. Because he's buddies with Nathan McKinnon. Well, there you go. The true um, greatest CHL franchise, Halifax Mooseheads connection. Sure. They, they made some, I will say, they had a, a sneaky underrated little offseason did the Colorado Avalanche. Um, they picked up uh, What's-His-Nuts. Classic. And Tatar. Nice pick. And Johansson. Ooh. See, these are all... Uh, but who's the guy? You know the guy. The center. What's-His-Nuts? 
Yeah, what's his nuts? He is a player of okay. some repute. Okay. And his name is scrolling, looking, googling Colorado Avalanche off season move. Beautiful register change. Give me more biographical information on this person you're trying to think of. He is an older player. He might have previously played for, I'm going to guess and say, the Winnipeg Jets. Blake Wheeler? No. <laughs> no, he's on the he's on the Rangers. Um, this is riveting. This is we're gonna go out on this, folks. Yes, this is the perfect. Uh, way thank to you end all it. for tuning in. Uh, it means a lot. Be sure to tune in I... next week. We got Mitch coming on the show. Uh, but for now, please give us a follow on X at GriffinPorter97 <laughs> at Seahouse and Jan. I'm on Blue Sky, but I haven't really like unveiled my Blue Sky account yet, so that'll remain secret for now. You're my Blue Sky. Chris is still trying to find this person's name. I really um, am. Because are you not just scrolling through their roster? I was, but now I can't find it. I was, I'm was. i looking at their off-season transactions, and I can't find it. Well, maybe, maybe it was like a can you hallucinated this. Maybe I did hallucinate. Because like, I keep thinking, like, Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at HFLC Podcast and on X as well. Um, it's been a blast talking to you all, and yes, we'll have a few a full Blue Jays breakdown with Mitch Bannon next week. Maybe he'll break some news. Maybe he'll leak something for us. You never Great know. Idea. We should ask him about that. Yeah. Can you leak something for us? Maybe some free stuff. Um, I don't know who it is. All right. <laughs> World's biggest Colorado Avalanche fan, Chris Hassan Jan, folks. Uh, thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. Bye bye. And please keep your close eye on your sailors. Oh, of course.